everybody out there in radio and podcast land, and welcome to the Electric City Culture Cast, Volume 2. My name is Sue Ditta, and I'm the Executive Director of the Electric City Culture Council, that's EC3. EC3 is Peterborough's arm's-length, independent, not-for-profit arts council, serving individuals and organizations in the city of Peterborough and the surrounding region. And I'm Eva Fisher, EC3's program coordinator. We are your hosts for the Electric City Culture Casts, coming to you every other Wednesday night on Trent Radio 92.7 FM CFFF, as well as on your favorite podcasting apps. The Electric City Culture Cast will take you inside one of the hottest arts, culture, and heritage scenes in the province. We'll interview rising stars and established artists and delve into the issues that you care about the most in arts, culture, and heritage. That lovely clarinet music was composed and performed by Jack Betta, a member of the Kawartha Youth Orchestra here in Peterborough. This week, in Volume 2 of the Electric City Culture Cast, we're going to continue Tis the Season, a segment where we talk to the movers and shakers behind some local culture, arts, and heritage organizations about the exciting new exhibitions, performances, and events coming to Peterborough in 2017-2018. Just remember, this is only the tip of the iceberg. I'm so delighted to have with me one of my favorite people in Peterborough, Victoria Moore Blakeney. That's right. Do you say that to everybody, Sue? No. No, no, no. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Victoria is with Public Energy. Bill Kimball is the artistic producer. And Victoria, what's your title? Performance Curator. So Victoria, we're thrilled to have her in Peterborough. She is one of the few experts on contemporary dance and performance in Canada. So we're thrilled to have her here and be working with Public Energy. Um, I know they have a fantastic program coming up, but I'm going to ask you, if you can, Vic, to tell us a little bit about the history of public energy. How did Peterborough come to have one of the country's best contemporary dance and performance programs? Well, um, it all started with art space, actually. Aha. Uh-huh. As many of you may or may not know, um, art space was founded in, I believe, 1974. That's that right? right. Just over 40 years. That's right. Um, and with art space, around that time, it was actually quite common in Canada that artist run centers were presenting a really varied program. They were really looking at contemporary art in all its forms. So they were looking at, um, they were presenting not only visual arts and sculpture, sound art, but also performance work. So as a part of arts, art spaces, um, artists that were bringing in, they also began to, in the especially starting in the late 70s, uh, bring in a lot of performance artists, but also performing artists. Performing artists meaning artists who are working in dance and theatre um, and music, and then performance artists uh, coming out of the visual arts tradition. And they were all um, coming under the same umbrella through that space, and uh, it actually turned into its own series, um, which was called City Stage, which evolved out of that. That's and right. then beyond that, eventually uh, Peterborough New Dance was formed by Bill Kimball, which then turned into Public Energy, which is here we are today. So it's a long history dating back to then. And as Vic knows, my very first job in the arts was managing the tour of a dance company called Toronto Independent Dance Enterprise, 
who came to Peterborough to perform at ArtSpace. Ah, it's an amazing thing. If you look back through the records of who performed in Peterborough, every major name in Canadian dance pretty much from across the country has at one time or another uh, performed in the city. So it's a very, very exciting performance history. So the organization has gone from being the performance wing of Art Space, City Stage, um, Peterborough New Dance, and now Public Energy bringing some of the best performance in the country right here to Peterborough. I can't tell you how lucky we are to have Bill Kimball and Vic and all the team that bring us these shows, mostly now in the Market Hall. Can you tell us what the 27-18 season has in store? Yes, I can. It's very exciting. We kicked off the season in September with Hong Kong Exile, uh, a group from Vancouver that did a really incredible uh, program for it. Uh, we're also right now in the middle of something called Insight Series, which is a partnership with ArtSpace and the Art Gallery of Peterborough to present a site-specific performance series. And to culminate that series, we have Brian Solomon's Nogojuanong Rite of Spring. Brian is a dance artist of Irish and Anishinaabe descent, and he's been working with community members in uh, Peterborough to build a site-specific community engaged dance piece. So people have been rehearsing? That's right, rehearsing twice a week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And it's all going to come to a head on October 19th and 20th in the Brock Street parking lot, which is also an Anishinaabe burial site. And that's where the final performance will happen. Fantastic. So a site-specific piece um, on Brock Street. I just have to say our own program coordinator, Eva Fisher, is going to be part of that performance. <laughs> that's right. What's coming up after Brian? So after Brian in November, we have the Precarious Peterborough's Arts Work That's Festival, right. Precarious Festival, um, which is put on by um, the same folks who brought us um, the festival last year, A Certain Place, the Bernie Martin Festival. So this is going to be a month-long multi-arts festival that explores and celebrates the connections between art and work, art and labor in our community, including panels and performances and all kinds of stuff. So I know it involves theater pieces, mm -hmm. film and video pieces. There'll be opportunities to learn. This is a, a partnership project with the Electric City Culture Council, among others, we'll be launching a survey on the status of the artist looking into the labour, living, health and economic conditions of artists living in Peterborough. And we're also working with Kate Story and the Precarious team on a panel discussion called Work, Work, Work. <laughs> Great title. I like that. So that will be at the Market Hall? We're actually supporting the, the full festival, and the locations are um, varied. So many of the, the performances will actually be at the Theatre on King. Fantastic. Yeah. What's wrapping up the season this year, Vic? So in February, on February 23rd, mark your calendars, we have a really incredible uh, performance piece, a theatre piece, but with a lot of interdisciplinary elements uh, called Mouthpiece by two women, Amy Nosbakken and Nora Sadava from Quote Unquote Collective. I saw this performance in Vancouver and was blown away. I'm so excited that it's coming to Peterborough um, in February. And then after that, in March, we have the Emergency Festival, which many of you know, which showcases emerging um, artists and established artists who are working in performance in the city. This will be the 22nd um, iteration of Emergency. And if I want to be involved in Emergency, what do I do? 
good question. You need to apply. So um, the deadline for applications is coming up. It's October 19th is when it'll be out. And then the deadline is November 13th. So if you look at uh, the Public Energy website, you can apply for your performance to have it included in the festival. And then we wrap up the season with Deepti Gupta, who's an artist who is a, an incredible um, artist who works with contemporary and Indian classical dance. And Deepti Gupta is bringing a piece called Snow Angels in April, April 6th and 7th, to the Market Hall Performing Arts Centre. And it's about um, the first encounter with snow. So newcomers to Canada oh. and their first encounter with snow and exploring that through movement. She's a fantastic choreographer, one of my personal heroes. We're so lucky to have her coming mm -hmm. here to Peterborough, and what a gorgeous theme for a performance. Vic, I know Public Energy works hard to make their performances accessible to people. Can you tell us what the ticket prices are like? Yes, so to find our ticket prices, you can check online at www.publicenergy.ca, and we always have um, a special, more affordable price for students and for underaged uh, folks in town, as well as high school students. And now I have a personal question. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite hip-hop choreographer? Ooh, my favorite hip-hop choreographer, I would have to say, is Crazy Smooth. Crazy Smooth is his b-boying name and performance name. Um, his full name is um, Yvonne Soglo, and he's from Benin in West Africa, and he's based out of Ottawa Gatineau. And they came to Peterborough last year as a part of B-Boyism Dance Company, and were just fantastic. They were out of this world. I saw them. So if you want to learn how to bust a move, check out this performer on YouTube. Thanks for coming, Vic, and have a great season. Thanks so much, Sue, and thank you to Eva and the EC3, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Amy Jane Vosper is with us now. She's the director of the Trent Film Society this year. Amy, I have to tell you, I'm a Trent alumna. I used to program a Midnight Madness segment of the Trent Film Society in the Wenjack Theatre. It was often the sound of music sing-along. It was very popular. But I think what we want to talk about today is what the TFS does and how it works, the Trent Film Society. Uh, hi there, Sue. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, my name is Amy Jane. I'm from the Trent Film Society. Uh, we are an organization. We've been around since 1969 at Trent University, and we strive to bring foreign, cult, classic uh, films that were inaccessible to people that otherwise they wouldn't have the opportunity to see and we showcase them to the community at large. So Trent students are invited but anyone from the community is welcome to come to any of our screenings. I think the Trent Film Society is a really important component of a great cultural life here in the city. Um, although there have been a number of attempts to have a rep cinema in town, it hasn't worked out. So we really depend on the Trent Film Society to bring us great cinema all year long. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up in the 2017-2018 season? Oh my goodness, we have so much headed your way. Evil Dead the Musical is playing at Market Hall this October. So in celebration of that, we decided to show Evil Dead 2. So we are going to screen that on October 11th at Market Hall. And we are actually having cast members from the musical coming in and performing a number at the beginning. And we're talking about a bit of a zombie beauty pageant. Sounds perfect. 
And then we also, every year we show the Rocky Horror Picture Show and do a little bit of a shadow cast performance along with that. And we have a wonderful lineup so people can check us out on Facebook and see what's coming up. But in the spring, we will be hosting our third annual Snow Dance Film Festival, which is a short film festival showcasing uh, local filmmakers and their work. So I know some of your screenings are at Market Hall. Any other venues this year? Uh, usually we're at Artspace. About once a month we're at Market Hall, but most of the time you can find us at Artspace. And we're actually teaming up with Sadler House. We're talking about doing a Grindhouse Cinema Night. So we're going to do a few screenings at Sadler as well. Okay. I'm going to ask the question everyone in the audience wants to ask. What is a Grindhouse <laughs> Uh, they are a little bit campy, a little bit culty. They're usually pretty violent, sort of uh, strange cinema. So. so a little edgy cinema from the Trent Film Society this year. Sounds like you've got a lot of participatory programs going on. Amy, I know you have one of my all-time favorite Australian films coming up. It's a really important, iconic film in Australian filmmaking, Picnic at Hanging Rock. When's that? That is happening on November 29th at Artspace, and we're very excited to have that as part of our lineup. Artspace on Hunter Street. And um, tell us a little bit about your ticket prices. How does it work? It is absolutely free. There is no cost ever to come to a Trent film screening. And at Market Hall, we do have a cash bar, so you can have a couple of drinks while you come and see a free film. Drinks, snacks, free movies. What could be better? Thanks so much to the Trent Film Society for doing this year after year. Again, we're really lucky to have this organization from Trent University in our sound. And it's a really lovely, as they used to say in the old days, town and gown bridge. Amy, we've been asking all our guests on the Electric City Culture Cast Tis the Season segment a personal question. If you could sit down with one cocktail while you were watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, what would it be? Mm, that's a tough one, but I'd probably do Amaretto Sour. Ooh la la. Amaretto Sours, people. Get them ready and go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Thanks, Amy. Thanks to everyone who was here with us today. For more information about any of these great arts organizations, venues, and their seasons, be sure to head to their websites or check them out on social media. You can read about them in the magazines and the newspapers around town and pick up their season brochures. Please get out and enjoy some of the finest arts, culture, and heritage happenings in the province, right here in Peterborough. This segment of the Electric City Culture Cast presents a feature interview with John Hederwick, director of the Canadian Festival of Spoken Word being held in Peterborough from October 22nd to 28th. Peterborough has one of the best spoken word and slam poetry audiences in the country. The audiences are great for slam poetry and spoken word in Peterborough, and the performers are fabulous. But John, people keep asking me this question, and I don't know the answer. What, if anything, is the difference between slam poetry and spoken word poetry? Oh, I'm glad you asked, actually. We talk about this a lot in the context of my world. Uh, there is no such thing as slam poetry. Um, the poetry slam exists, and it's a format in which poets get up and they, they perform poetry live. But uh, all styles of poetry, all voices, all dictions, all types are all welcome at the poetry slam. It's really just a venue or a space in which spoken word artists, storytellers, poets can get up and share their craft in front of an audience. So it's more of a format than um, 
on a genre. Yeah, absolutely. So the Poetry Slam uh, is a, a competitive space. Um, there's a lot to say about that. Sometimes the competition is a little more fierce. Sometimes it's a little bit more of a mock. But ideally what happens is poets get up, they perform two poems each in two separate rounds. Um, they're judged by members selected from the audience. We try and do our best to ensure that those members represent a diverse cross-section of people in attendance. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're, they're given a score. And the idea is that uh, as an audience member, as a judge, uh, your gut is as good a judge of what is or is not good poetry as is the best expert sitting in the biggest ivory tower in the world. Well, it's always a great audience experience because it combines some really exciting literary content with a lot of fun and interactivity. Can you tell us a little bit about the day-to-day spoken word poetry scene in Peterborough, what we might find over a couple of months? Where would it be happening? Who might be involved? Yeah, so spoken word is actually in the last, I'd say, 10 years since the founding of the Peterborough's Poetry Slam, taken a really front and center role in the community. Um, as, as the Peterborough Poetry Slam, we host a monthly slam. It's the fourth Thursday every month at the Spill Cafe. Um, and so that that's kind of most people's point of entry into the art form. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are groups across the city that are doing work, you know. Uh, there was a group co-founded with uh, the Korth World Issue Center and the Nogachiwanong Friendship Center, uh, run by Ziva. On B uh, a little while ago was a youth poetry group. There's the Living Poet Society. Uh, there's the Show and Tell Poetry Series. Uh, so there's there's lots of spoken word happening in the city. I, I also know that poets from the Peterborough Poetry Slam are also involved in, you know, uh, fundraisers, events right across the city. Uh, you're you're gonna find spoken word in so many unexpected places at this point in time, which wasn't the case when I got here ten years ago. It's really really very exciting. It's a very hot art scene um, in Peterborough at the Spill on George Street and a number of other venues. EC3's featured spoken word poets Wes Ryan and Niambi Lee at our annual general meeting several times and Ziza and other people at Arts Week, um, which happens every other fall now here in Peterborough. But there's something very special and exciting happening. The Canadian Festival of Spoken Word from October 22nd to the 28th. Yeah, this is this is one of the biggest events in my universe. Um, yeah, a sports equivalent. This would be this would be the World Series of Poetry Slam. Um, we have a hundred between one hundred and fifty and two hundred poets coming from across the country for a week of poetry slams, master classes, feature performances, workshops, panel showcases. Um, there is going to be so much poetry jam packed into this week. This is the biggest spoken word festival in the country. Um, there is one more festival in in Vancouver that also claims to be the biggest but they're wrong we're right uh and and it is uh, a, a massive event you have poets coming from vancouver from uh, nova scotia from winnipeg from saskatchewan from ontario uh all, all across the country and you're going to have really incredible diverse representation diverse voices and some amazing amazing feature performers that i'm really 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 excited some of my favorites from the last five years i've been doing this where will it be happening we have them happening at uh the market hall at the venue at the spill uh, at shots we have them happening at the theater on King there's a children's showcase happening on the Sunday of the opening of the festival at the spill we're also going to be at a variety of cafes and restaurants across the city and I know you're excited about the whole festival but can you talk about maybe two performances that you're particularly you can't wait to see these artists 
Only two. Uh, <laughs> that's really hard. We're strict. <laughs> Only two. Okay, so I, I'm going to say the festival's opening gala. Um, we've put a lot of time and energy and effort into this one. Um, we're going to be starting off with uh, a blessing and, a, and a, uh, an opening by Elder Shirley Williams that honors uh, local Anishinaabe protocols, as well as a reading by uh, Angela Semple, uh, Zivon B., who, founded the, who was one of the co-founders of the Peterborough Poetry Slam, um, Bashar Lulu Jabor out of Kitchener, Waterloo. Uh, a lot of his work focuses on the Syrian diaspora following the, the, the civil war there. Um, and then uh, we also have Louise Bernice Heff, who is just an astonishing poet uh, coming out of Saskatoon. I know I just mentioned four people, but it's one show. Um, the other show... Uh, I'm going to say the closing gala. I mean, truthfully, I, I you know, come to them all. Uh, the Love Showcase, the Access Granted Showcase, the Soul Buffet. I'm really cheating here. Um, <laughs> I love those program <laughs> titles. Um, we, have, we have such incredible stuff. But the closing gala, um, we are going to be having uh, our poets of honor. We have Charlie Petch, who is a local Nogajiwanong Peterborough uh, resident originally, who is now living in Toronto, um, and is one of our poets of honor, along with Rabbit Richards out of Montreal. Uh, and this year, the festival has also created a rising voice designations or recognizing a poet that is emerging and doing really incredible emergent work and that's Michelos Tucci out of Vancouver um, and I really I just I think uh, you know if you come to only two events come to the first because then you want to come to all of them uh, and then come to the last one because it's really going to be a heck of a show. Poetry is all about the beginnings and endings after all. Listen, I know all kinds of young people are really interested in getting involved in this piece of the cultural and arts scene. If I was an emerging poet, what should I check out at the festival? Everything. Um, <laughs> no, is there, okay, is there yeah. advice on how to get started? Yeah, so a couple things that I would definitely suggest. Um, we're going to have a workshop and masterclass series through the course of the festival. Um, I know when I was starting out that these were really, really valuable for me. And we've put together, I think, not to toot our own horns here, but we've put together a really, uh, a really diverse and really incredible selection of, of masterclass facilitators and workshop facilitators. It'll really give you an opportunity to dig into the craft of this. Spoken word is one of the world's most accessible art forms, but there's a craft here and you spend time with this and you will just develop things and voices and sounds and ideas and metaphors that will just blow people's hair back. Um, and we've, we've curated a list of people who really do that on a daily basis to come here and help you out. So you can learn the craft, you can learn the content, you can practice performance and build your skills by going to events at the festival. Where can people get information, whether they want to take part in workshops or come to performances? Well, so again, cfsw.ca um, is going to be sort of our main hub for information. Um, we also have a pretty active Facebook profile and Twitter account right now. Um, our program is going to be in Electric City Magazine. Tell us about ticket prices. Yeah, so uh, a full festival pass, full access pass for the festival, which also includes one masterclass and one workshop, costs $40. Um, we worked really hard. We wanted this to be accessible. Um, uh, Wes Ryan, who's one of our volunteer coordinators, looked at me this morning. He said, you realize we have 52 events uh, running through the course of the festival, and I know we do, so that's 52 events for $40, and we've actually reduced the price to $30 for students and those who are underwaged. Um, I do want to say that no one will be turned away for lack of funds, but we are hoping that people will invest some, some time and some money in coming to this festival because we've put a pretty phenomenal set of performances together. All right. Ticket prices are reasonable. The performance will be fabulous. Now, we don't have anyone with us, 
who's performing at the festival, but we do have John himself, an accomplished spoken word poet, and he's going to do a live performance right here in Studio B at Trent Radio on the Electric City Culture Cast. Take it away, John. Thank you. Um, when I first moved to Peterborough, uh, I was unemployed. Uh, later, I got a job as an employment counselor. Um, we know that this city has regularly struggled with unemployment over the, since 2008, and this is a poem for the unemployed of Peterborough. Resilience. We are old hands, grown unfit for hammers and knuckling at keyboards, grown bored, looking for purpose in a world that's repurposed us. Boredom is how the body guards itself against emptiness. Empty is hard to leave, always unfilled. Resilience. We are file clerks. Paper princesses turn nostalgic futurists. Dreaming of time travel and a way back to usefulness, we were told that serving order would always be useful and believed that this meant useful for us. It didn't. We are quitting smoking this time. We are quitting smoking this time. We are definitely going to quit smoking this time. Resilience. We are one-legged laborers. Having never imagined a limb might leave taking custody of our livelihoods. We are visibly minor in politically correct terms, not white in the whitewashed racism of institutions that recognize color. Still has too much to do with different when different is a word used to keep people down. We are different and we are passing. We are passing and feeling guilty about it, but we are working and laid off again. We are working and then laid off again. We are working and laid off again and definitely quitting smoking this time. We are women, women waking up wearing men's skins like secondhand suits, women with resumes and the wrong deodorant tucked up under our arms on our way to job interviews. We are men whose curves will not become us no matter how much crying into the mirror we try on. We are parents always crying away from mirrors. We are sad and hiding it in our pockets with hands. We are good days. Good days dressed up in freezing rain and burst pipes. Good days looking like flooded basements and empty bank accounts. We are bad days dressed up in good news waiting to flash us on city buses in the middle of a rainstorm. Not cool bad days. Not cool. We are mumbling to ourselves on street corners wishing that anyone but the voices in our heads would survive. But we have finally quit smoking this time. We are working under a mountain of shoulds to do one-tenth of everything that we ever thought we would and spend half our free time worrying about it. We are graduates learning the practical applications of philosophy. To serve coffee or not to serve coffee, that is the question. We are drinking a lot of questions and feeling a little guilty about it, but questions go so well with cigarettes. Yes, we're smoking again resilience. But we are trying. We are trying. Dragging feet through streets more potholed and pitted than paved. We are trying among people that claim systems for the shitty ways they behave. We are trying under the weight of too much misplaced blame. We are trying. We keep going. Resilience. 
Thank you, John. That was so beautifully done. That was John Hederick, director of the Canadian Festival of Spoken Word, being held here in Peterborough from October 22nd to the 28th, 2017. Get out and see this fantastic work from Peterborough and all across Canada. Thanks for being with us, John. And now it's time for the Electric City Culture Quiz. To celebrate the Canadian Festival of Spoken Word being held in Peterborough this month, we have a question about poetry. Yes, it's a culture contest. We ask our listeners a trivia question. The first person to answer this question correctly using the contact form on our website will get a special prize. A prize of incredible value. So don't miss out. Answer the following question. Who was the first writer-in-residence at Autonomy College? Hint, he is well known for his poem about wild beasts and culinary adventures. If you're stumped, we will reveal the answer in our next episode. If you know, get onto your computer now and go to the Electric City Culture Council's website to send us your answer. Head to ec3.org now. That's E-C-T-H-R-E-E dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening from all of us here at the Electric City Culture Council. See you again soon on the Electric City Culture Cast. EC3 is grateful for the generous funding that makes our work possible. The City of Peterborough, the Ontario Trillium Foundation, Canadian Heritage, and the Ontario Arts Council. Special thanks to everyone at Trent Radio for their remarkable support and encouragement. Jill Staveley, Production Manager at Trent Radio, found this track for us in the old Studio C archives. It was recorded in 2008 and features the work of Zivon B. Also featured on the track are Corinne Rogers on banjo with beatboxing by DJ Who. They call the style hip hop. Here is Zivon B with Snow. She says snow is, like time, a healer, a cover under which, like an undercover witch, the earth brews. Renews. She says snow is, and I believe her in and out. I breathe her rhymeless lines, her tone defines her experience. Now here I am in mine, delirious, interpreting the snow on the branches as the spit of God. I trod on snow you once said felt like wet felt sweaters. I measure your distance above the earth in feet while my own feet are planted and getting wetter. Sometimes it's better to slow down. Sometimes I can hear the sounds of the forest breathing if I stop long enough to listen. Silent silver sliver of a snow-covered night Stubborn-toed boots shuff, shuff, shuffle Left, right, left, right Each bump but a blemish Pushing pathways through To the fully foot-lettered finish Silent night sliced by the loud Shouts of a proud, rowdy crowd Of passers-by Happy New Year They read and then cry Into the glistening night Breath trapped between my scarf and my face Softly blows its escape into the silent silver sliver Of a snow-covered night
can hear the sounds of the forest breathing if I stop long enough to. You call me a Buddhist cause I wanna live in the present tense, not present tense. You call me a nudist cause I don't think clothing is something that needs to be enshrined in law. My jaw still aches from smiling as big as